<laughs> Good morning, my friends. It's the 16th of November, 2020. After the toilet week, this past week, I, uh, I'm shooting for a better week. I'm going to make it so. Got my shit together on this Monday morning, heading down to the office. It's 55 degrees with the sun, just poking through the uh, horizon here. It's coming up over the hill. First time I put a jacket on the entire uh, fall so far. It was in the 70s last week. So, all right. Hope everybody has a kick-ass week. Listen, we got Thanksgiving coming up next week. So that's uh, looming, and we're all looking forward to that, although we're not going to be able to get together with the family in the traditional sense as we normally would. All belly up to the table and scarf down some chow and, and then relax in the living room. I guess it's just irresponsibility if it would be anything more than our immediate family, right? stick with the variables that we can control. I know that uh, a lot of people apparently are planning to, uh, to travel as usual, at least driving. Listen, I'm not here to tell anybody what they can't do, you know what I mean? This is America, and so people are going to do what they want. And this is a significant holiday. I know folks don't want to don't want to miss it with their families, but there were some folks that uh, that I know that are talking about flying various places. And I wish it weren't the case, but I think that that could be unsafe. You know, I mean, you'd be people will be asking you if you uh, went to an area that would require uh, a quarantine upon your return, and they might have a good point in that effect, or at least get some kind of test. How about that? Before you get on the plane, you should be able to get a test. And after you get off the plane, you should be able to get a test. Something that's quick, you know, or at least after the trip, prior to getting together with people, yeah, get a test, because you could pick this up on the fucking... On the airline, in the airport, wherever. And I know the last thing we'd want to do is pass this around to our family, and especially our family in other parts of the country. So, hey. I got this cool new gizmo. It's a temperature sensor. As soon as you walk into the office, it'll be up on a, on a tripod about head level, all you got to do is lean forward and stick your forehead to it, and go beep, pass, or uh, 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 too high, indicating that you're out of uh, your reference range of vital signs, so that's going to be neat, just an, an extra, an additional element of safety that we are going to include in the Healthy Balance experience. 
So for those who uh, perhaps are not sure whether or not they're sick, but on some level they haven't been feeling so good, but they still could decide to keep their appointment, this is going to remind them that these are it's a different time that we live in, so you got to be careful when you come into the office. And we're just going to see how this all shakes out, you know, if we're going into the second wave. We've got to make sure that we're safe. So there's that. Now, this is interesting. This would be my little AM bit of information. So Saturday when I went down to the office to fucking change my shitter, I stopped by the park. And in White's Road Park, there's a huge log, probably 24-inch diameter, so two-foot diameter. And I want this to carve a bear out of. So um, I take my little homeowner saw that's trusty and with a brand-new blade on it, brand-new chain. And the thing is just, it was going through, but too freaking slow and struggling. I'm like, oh, no. So I noticed that there were a lot of cars in the park. I'm saying, what the hell's going on? You know, it's a Saturday. I know that there's out people walking and so on and so forth, getting some recreation. Why are there this many people in the park? And all of a sudden I hear like, talking. So just up over this this, uh, small hill there, I'm, I'm familiar with the topography, having trained there a lot. over the years, there what is what I believe was a delayed entry program meeting. Delayed entry program uh, meaning uh, DEP, Recruit Depot, like sending people into the military. The DEP is, is the delayed entry program, and I was part of it for a couple years before I was old enough to actually join the Marines. And we would get together on weekends. We'd do things like that. We'd get out and go out in the, in the woods. They'd basically get up there and beat their chests, the recruiters, and tell us how, you know, about high adventure and all their experiences. And this is my job in the Marines. And this is, you know, the options. Staff Sergeant Smith, recruiter, he was a grunt, or this one was in recon, this one was in. Uh, admin, so there's all kinds of options of things that you could do. And we would go on hikes, and we would talk about Marine Corps history and value system, which was so attractive. Honor, courage, commitment. You know, in case you've missed those countless uh, recruiting posters and commercials on TV featuring the pride of the Marine Corps. You know, the guy with a camouflaged face and a bunch of ropes wrapped around his shoulders, crosswise, like he's going to be climbing something, and he's got a gun, and 
I doubt they feature him with a gun these days, or if they ever have, out of like a silent drill team sort of thing, symbolic thing. They don't usually have guns that I can recollect in those pictures, in those, um, at least the posters and the videos, obviously they have guys jumping out of airplanes and helicopters and running and tanks and all that shit, the entire war machine and you being in the middle of it as a Marine. So anyway, I felt shit, here it is. I'm 45 years old with, uh, trying to cut through this log in my local park and they're having a delayed entry program meeting I know, I remember those uh, sounds, those bellows those ah, and all that stuff, yes sir there must have been dozens of them up there because they, they were, when the guy was he must have been up there on a picnic table or something, like, yeah, you know the Marine Corps history, uh, John A. the June yes sir <clears throat> I freaking ate that shit up when I was a young man and I still do, you know, there's a part of me that played that role of a drill instructor, of a, um, played in an homage to the Marine Corps drill instructor, that was Dr. Drill, that was my, um, exercise program, doctor supervised and Marine inspired, so everything, there was like a, closest I was ever going to get to get on the, on the drill team, because I got out after one re one enlistment. But, and you guys know how much of a motivator I am. Although I spend a lot of my time on this podcast recently belly aching about shit. So, it was interesting because I remember doing this. We went to all these different parks. We were going to meet at Winding River Park in Brick in uh, Tom's River, New Jersey, and we're going to run and. We're going to have a PFT, and we're going to have a field meet, and we're going to bring out a, um, tug of war rope, and we're going to have a competition, and how many sit-ups can you do, how many push-ups can you do, and now we're going to go to Fort Dix to, uh, do their M16 simulator, so you can learn how to shoot, and we're going to go to Navy Lakehurst, Lakehurst Naval Base, we're going to get in there, we're going to play some basketball, so there's a lot of cool shit that we did, that we thought was cool anyway, all our buddies were just hanging out on the block, drinking and smoking weed and chasing girls, we were planning our future, and our future seemed very bright, you know, it was definitely one that definitely was going to involve involve, um, adventure. And they were going to pay us, and we knew that it wasn't a ton of money, but room and board and pay to boot, and a brand new tailored business suit, so they give you the whole freaking thing, and two duffel bags, sea bags, olive drab, and so that's what those boys are being, and girls are being promised, and all those things, and a lot of guys have problems with their recruiter, like they hold against them the, the bad experience that they had, and they come out, when I get out, I'm going looking for my recruiter, because he said I was going to do this and that, and then you wind up doing something else, I think the recruiters, for the most part, were above board, you know, they had to get people in, they would definitely try to guarantee you 
a job, the type of job that you wanted, but if something happened or you weren't qualified or whatever, they're going to put you where they need you. And that was something we always knew could occur. So anyway, I went in grunt, 0311 infantrymen. Anyway, so back then that was like oh, it was unlimited, unlimited ability to go grunt. And you don't need to have all these high scores either because you're just going to be a killer. So go ahead. And so onward we went as grunts. My one buddy was a helicopter guy. My one buddy was a radio man. My other dude was a admin clerk, make signing my paycheck. My other guy was a yeah, air traffic controller. Had a friend who was a recon marine. Kind of a special forces deal. That was just—it was just crazy. It was surreal. Here I am parked at this park around the corner from my office and hear the bellowing 25 years later of a recruiter who was probably not even born when I went in, when I was recruited. Probably wasn't even born. And now he's drank the Kool-Aid big time. He's like, hey, uh, 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 yes, sir. <laughs> like, there's something about humans that are, and maybe every species, they just want to do their thing, you know? Mm. They want to do their thing. They want to go out there and be able to fight and defend and and all that good shit. And so can imagine a bunch of ants circled up around the the mound being instructed on how to fight and how to do this and you know this is how you use your your pincers and this is how you sting your opponent and ah this is how you work together to do it all and there was actually let me see if I can dig this out I took a screenshot of this Here it is. Took a screenshot of this last night. Marines find purpose by fighting for it. Marines find purpose by fighting for it. I'm really trying to wrap my brain around that. What does that mean? We find purpose by fighting for it. Meaning a purpose. We find purpose by fighting for a purpose. Okay, so we find ourselves in the process of solving uh, a problem, representing something, standing for something. Standing for what? For what's right? Doing what's right? Fulfilling a mission, a worthwhile mission? And, you know, that was one of the things, man. There, there ain't nothing better. I don't think there's nothing better than actually fighting for a worthwhile cause, right? Everybody wants to do that. In my documentary series with Ken Burns, America, We the People, 
it's great. And so far, we've gone through all these different uh, sequences of America, right? With um, pilgrims and the Revolutionary War and the Civil War and World War II and the Great Depression prior to that. And now we're going to be going into Vietnam, I'm sure. So there's all these conflicts that punctuate our um, American lives. And Marines are involved. Like one thing I didn't know, there was this abolitionist extremist, John Brown, and he decided he was going to take a take a stance uh, against slavery, and he was going to fight to the death. And the Marines actually invaded his compound, and he killed a few of them, and they killed him. So, uh, they didn't teach that in Marine Corps history. I don't, as far as I can recall. But, anyway, in closing, because I'm getting close to the office here, I could only hope that if we're going to fight, find purpose by fighting for it, you know, that that the purpose that we're fighting for is as worthy as like a, you know, bringing Hitler to justice, you know, or, you know, fighting the Japanese in World War II or fighting the Koreans, you know, like conflict, a clear conflict where there's a good guy and a bad guy. And like Hitler, the depictions of Hitler and the history on this guy of having, you know, the master race and put people in concentration camps and murder, you know, millions of people and take their shit. Definitely would want to have fit, have fought for that. Definitely would want to have fought for um, you know, post 9-11. Be out for blood, be out for revenge like everyone else. some of these other conflicts, I don't know. But I definitely, I can see why, by, by fighting for a purpose, you can find your purpose. It, it builds character to stand for something and to fight and to, um, to care that much that you're willing to put your life on the line in order to, you know, protect and serve. So I thought that that was pretty interesting, and that's what I'll title this podcast. We find our purpose by fighting for it. And so here we go with the sun in my face. As I pull around these little back roads into the office and I arrive at my front door, I'm going to blow some leaves, I'm going to set up my shit, get the heat on, get ready to rock and roll, and today should be a good day. We'll have some extra time, courtesy some of these reschedules from last week. 
to pick up all the pieces and get things rolling again. I hope everyone has a wonderful day, and I hope to talk to you later. Hey! <laughs>